Hi, I'm Craig. And I'm Linda. And this is the Indie Travel Podcast at IndieTravelPodcast.com. This week it's episode 233 and we're talking about Salta, Argentina. That's right. Um, Now, this is a very international podcast. We're talking about a city in Argentina and South America. It was recorded in Auckland in New Zealand. And it's being, uh, this intro, and uh, it's being published in Acarunia in Spain. So it's three continents, one podcast. Yeah, but and how do we not include Africa and Asia? I think they're <laughs> poor things. in North America, I mean, it's no. just not fair. Well, hopefully you're, uh, you're listening to this podcast in another continent, and then oh, we yeah. can, it's true. you know... Please let us know if you're listening in Africa or Asia or North America, and we'll, we'll be really happy. We'll close the gap. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll close the gap. So we recorded the podcast when we were back in New Zealand after spending six weeks in Salta. And we had this grand plan to publish it while we were walking the Camino Santiago, which didn't work out. We completely no, failed. failed. Yeah, it happens. So uh, instead, we're going to publish it now, and you can hear all about our wonderful experiences and how cool Salta is. Yeah. Now, it's really nice being here, um, uh, simply because I've had the chance to sit down behind the laptop and, and work on some stuff that we've wanted to do for a while for, for you and for the Indie Travel Podcast community. So keep an eye out on the Facebook page, facebook.com slash indietravel, for, uh, for announcements, sneak previews, and, uh, and some, some beta testing of some, some new and exciting things. Yeah. We're really enjoying being here in Acarunia, although the weather is quite shockingly terrible. At the moment, it's pelting down with rain. And we've had rain every single day since we've arrived. They tell us that it's going to stop. They also tell us that February and March were wonderful, beautiful awesome months which was quite odd and we were we we're a bit upset about that because it's now april and we haven't seen any of it we are hoping to have a good summer but oh well i mean the weather does make a difference but at least we're enjoying the city it's a really beautiful city with lots of sea around it mm. and we're on a little peninsula shaped like a t so everywhere you go there's there's water yeah. lots of beaches lots of yeah, sea views, it's great. It is. You can check out the travel diary that Linda writes every week uh, by visiting IndieTravelPodcast.com and checking it out. Uh, you can also have a look at a travel insurance quote while you're there. I know a lot of people are traveling first time this year. Uh, we're beginning to get some questions about people's first trips to... Yeah, very exciting. And, and that's, that's really cool. So if you're going somewhere for the first time, please drop us a line and we'll help out if we can at all. Um, but remember to pick up some travel insurance pretty much as soon as you buy your your tickets or the because um, if something happens to your airline, which is possible in today's economic climate and travel, hopefully unlikely. Um, hopefully unlikely. But uh, you can't have your airline go under or cancel your flights and then buy travel insurance to. To sort it out. No, you need to have it so, before all that happens. Yeah, it's really so essential to have. I think that's that's the. I mean, if that's a big purchase and there's something that's going to be difficult to to recover from financially, um, that travel insurance is really worthwhile. Um, we're going to do a show, especially on first time first time travel, first big trip travel, um, coming up next week next week or the week after yeah we've 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 got it down to do soon so we'll we'll cover a whole lot of those practicalities in more depth but if you've already uh bought your tickets then head along to indietravelpodcast.com slash insurance and get a quote read the small print compare it with other quotes um but yeah do it yeah we have a couple of podcasts and things to look out for on that page as well so you can get all the information you need 
Today we're talking about Salta, um, Salta La Linda, Salta the Beautiful, one of the largest cities in northern Argentina. Um, but it certainly doesn't seem like a large city. It's a very comfortable place to be. It's really nicely laid out. It's got a central square, and then a lot of the action kind of happens around that square. But if you arrive in the bus station and you have to walk down to a certain shop to buy a bus ticket to use the local network, you'll realize how big it is. It's quite big. That's what happened to us. We arrived and we had to uh, to go and buy our ticket for the local bus network. And it was always the next shop, the next shop, the next shop. We walked about half an hour and we were still only about a third of the way across the city. Mm. And that's when we realized that, yes, it actually is quite a big, a big city. Yeah, it doesn't look huge on the map, no. eh? No, it doesn't. Well, we're going to take a look at... Uh, why you'd go go to Salta, uh, things to do in Salta, and getting around in Salta in today's show. Uh, you can find a whole lot more detail in the South America section of IndieTravelPodcast.com. Just jump into South America, then Argentina, and then you'll find the Salta City Guide. Yes. Well, I think Salta makes a perfect entry or exit stop. If you're moving from Argentina as a whole, you'll probably be coming from Buenos Aires or from the south. Mm. And if you're going on to Chile or on to uh, Bolivia, it's a really logical stop. We, when we first went to Salta, we came from San Pedro de Atacama, went across into Salta, and uh, this time we actually came from Paraguay into Salta. Um, but one of our authors, uh, Stephanie Lee, came in from Bolivia down to Salta, and it, you know, it just it's just a logical place to visit. Yeah, it does. It makes good sense whenever you're going for any of those northern places. Um, but they are very long bus journeys from from place to place. So it's and not like we're talking about. Recently. Yeah, well, I think the price of fuel has made uh, transport everywhere more expensive. That's right, it's true. Um, yeah, so we're not talking about a couple of hour bus ride here. We're talking about overnight trips or half day or all day trips. That's right. Uh, but the desert countryside that surrounds. Um, Salta is quite spectacular. Um, there's some amazing kind of places that you might go and see on a tour and you kind of trundle past them in the bus. Yeah, yeah. So the, the views are, uh, are desert-like, lots of farm, lots of desert, um, but then you've also got areas of forest, like just north of uh, Salta. It's, yeah, it's quite, it's an amazing quite place. different, quite beautiful. I really like the architecture. There's a lot of very mm. beautiful buildings in the the old colonial style, like the cathedral mm. on the main square. It's pink. It is. <laughs> Bright pink. And, uh, yeah, a lot of the, the colonnades and, and things around there, are they keep that that style, that feeling. Uh, but they've also got kind of a modern take on them, I guess. Um, some of the, the open spaces have been replaced with glass and, mm-hmm. and modernized. Um, so, yeah, it's cool. Um it's a city, I think of Salta, I actually think of food quite a lot. Mm. Um, you think of Argentina, you probably think about uh, drinking Malbec and, and eating steak. And that's fair. Yep. That's true. You do do a lot um, of that, yes. But Salta's kind of baking, I guess you'd call it, is really good. Like the empanadas mm. up there, the media lunas, some of the best we've had in the country. I a lot of milanesas, which is yeah. kind of like a schnitzel in a, in a sandwich, like a, a baguette-style sandwich. It's kind of a cross between... Germany and France in that way, but they, <laughs> they definitely make it unique. They fry it up and they add all sorts of sauces and, and salads. Really good. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And Salta also has a surprising amount of modern art. There seems to be a gallery on every street, really. We went to a lot of art galleries and photography exhibitions. I mean, that's partly to do with who we're staying with, with, um, with Lee and Noah being artists themselves. 
but uh, there was a lot to see. Yeah, there and were lots of museums as well. Yeah, like the exhibitions. There seemed to be a new thing opening every week. Um, look at something like Mac, the um, Museum of Contemporary Art. They were changing things up. We were there for about six weeks. I think we went to to two exhibition openings yeah. <laughs> in that That's time. Um, yeah, so it's it's just crazy. Very vibrant and uh, lots of people doing interesting things. Speaking about Lee and Noah, if you are, do a search on IndieTravelPodcast.com for Cloudhead, you'll find out about the non-profit organization that they're, they're doing in Salta and um, their work with the, the local indigenous people and, um, and students in low desal schools around the place. Yeah, really really cool worthwhile things. helping them out. Well, let's move on and take a look at things to do in Salta. Um, it's not a huge city, as we said, even though it's the largest in the area, but there are plenty of things to do, uh, whether you're just kind of filling in half a day between buses in and out, or if you're staying for a week or longer. One thing that's really good to do is the teleferico, the uh, cable car. It starts, its en- it starts and ends its journey in a beautiful Art Deco building, well, Art Deco style building anyway. The... Um, the one at the bottom of the hill is right near the bus station, so it's quite conveniently located if you are just coming in for half a day. You, well, it's about 10 minutes in the, in the cable car up to the top, mm. and then you can wander around the, um, the top of the hill. Yeah, they've got some nice gardens up there. Um, there's a little bit of history and things like that to explore, and they've got some um, like small restaurants and places to buy souvenirs. Uh, one thing you can do is get a mountain bike and a mountain bike guide at the top of the hill and make your way down. That's quite a good option, actually. You know, you don't have to go up and down on the cable car. You can save a bit of money by only going one way. Uh, and you can walk up as well. So if you don't want to spend the 15 pesos there and back on the uh, on the ticket, then you're in for a long walk. It but, is a long walk. But you can walk it. We just um, had to go there and back on the cable car, and it was good. I don't, <laughs> was know, nice. I don't really know if the views would be worth walking up. Really mm. don't know. No, but, I liked I like going uh, up in the cable car and seeing the view of the city yeah, gradually as, as, unfolding as, as you go. Yeah, mm. nice yeah, that's what made it. Yeah, uh, at the base of the cable car is the uh, the Park Saint Martin. It's um, it's a pretty big park. There's it lots of large. walkways, kind of threading all the way through it. Yeah, um, lots of hard to find books if you read Spanish. There's uh, there's kind of booksellers dotted around on one side of it. Uh, you can hire a paddle boat and make your way around the small little lake, um, or just relax, take a book, buy a beer, sit there and uh, drink it. Yeah, yeah. we had a really nice Milanese lunch mm. right by the lake. That was very nice, or pond, I suppose. Yeah. Then further down the road, if you're walking away from the bus station, away from the cable car, past the park, walk for another 10 or 15 minutes and you'll get to the Mercado San Martin, which is a covered market. Uh, best to go there in the morning because it closes in the early afternoon usually and it's a great place to pick up your fresh veggies goat cheese mm. meat and and all sorts of things all sorts of things we, we yeah. went there every every week do most of our shopping there yeah there are lots of lots of grocery places um like butchers that were working the meat there and things mm-hmm. like that so most stuff was really fresh and really good and it's also a fantastic place to people watch yeah, and yeah. uh and see yeah, just just people doing their thing. Was you can great. get a slice of pizza for cheapest chips, and yeah. uh, we'd often get empanadas and just sit there and, and eat them. Yeah. That's great. That's cool. Um, there is one shopping mall 
one shopping mall in Salta, uh, and it's got a whole lot of Western labels. So mm-hmm. when my uh, when my shoes were uh, were somewhat destroyed, um, we ended up going there to buy like good quality shoes that would last a while. But you are definitely paying a premium. Uh, yeah. Prices are high for these imported goods. Uh, it's got a big cinema as well. And it's got a food court. But the food court, every time we, we tried eating there, we had a very average experience. Yeah, so we did, didn't we? I, I definitely wouldn't recommend going there for uh, for the food or for budget shopping. But if you need a, need a mall hit or there's something in particular that you're after that you can't find locally, then... Um, then it's worth going in. Another thing to do is the weekend market. So not just the regular daily market. There's also special weekend ones. Uh, many of the same vendors attend both. There's one on Saturday, one on Sunday. Mm. The Saturday ones are in Parque Guermes, and the Sunday's in Belcarce. So pretty much near all the nightclubs and restaurants by the train station. Mm. And again, it was a really nice place to buy souvenirs, like nice souvenirs, not just tacky, plasticky stuff. It was usually handcrafted artisanal stuff. Yeah. Yeah, and cactuses. For some reason, there were a lot of people selling cactuses. Mm, odd. Well, I guess the, the heart of Salta is the Plaza Nueva de Ulio, the, um, the park of the 9th of July. It's um, the main I square, guess. in other words. It's, yep, <laughs> it's, it's got a fountain, it's got lots of statues, it's really nice. Yeah. And one thing I really like about it is that it's quite a large square, there's lots of greenery, but around the outside are buildings with like cafes so you can actually sit in the cafe mm. and overlook the square yeah get out of the direct sun yeah it's, it's really good nice. there's lots of interesting stuff to do in and around um nuevo julio uh one is the um the archaeological high mountain museum i guess you'd translate it as el museo de arqueología de alta montaña yeah it's the high mountain archaeology museum that's maybe a better yeah I think it's high altitude archaeology is what they translate it for, isn't it? Mm. Translated to in English. And this place is rather fascinating. Um, it's not as well curated as I would like. I, I got a bit lost at times um, in terms of what they were explaining, but it's all to do with the the Incan culture that existed there in pre-European times, and the the central exhibit basically the the thing that it's all built around was the discovery of the mummified remains of three children who had been sacrificed at various points um over the pre-european history and uh they found their their mummified remains up the top of a mountain yeah it was absolutely amazing to go in there and see you know the remains of people who had been sacrificed and the museum was quite well once we worked out what it was going on about was quite interesting to work to to learn about the culture of the time and and what the children had done before and mm. um, during the the sacrifice. Yeah, it was quite interesting. Yeah, and the strange thing was, I guess, they weren't intentionally mummified. It wasn't like an Egyptian mummification process. It's just the dryness and the coldness um, had preserved them. Mm-hmm. So yeah, really interesting. Also on uh, Plaza Nueva de Julio is Salta Cathedral of uh, the pink facade fame that we mentioned earlier. And it's it's a it's a beautiful building. It's really nice, worth a visit. And it's also the uh, final burial place of the local independence hero Guermes. Uh, Parque Guermes is just a few blocks away as well. Mm. In his honour. Indeed, uh, there's some really interesting religious art inside, and the the main um, 
altar area apparently is made out of gold, but gosh, it's huge. I can't, if, if it really all is made of gold, that's just insane. It's, it's huge and intricate and uh, yeah, well worth a look. Then we've also got the Northern History Museum in the Cabildo building, which is on the northern side, uh, sorry, the southern side of the square. Yeah, the, the building itself is cool with this kind of arch colonnade out the front. And then inside, the bit I found most interesting was the, the prehistory mm. section when you first go in. Um, but yeah, you're wandering around this beautiful old building and uh, with lots of different exhibits about Salta and about the uh, kind of the northwestern area of Argentina. Yeah, it wasn't super amazing, but we enjoyed it. We spent about an hour there and yeah, it's, it's free if you get there before 10 o'clock. So Yeah, it's, it's definitely worth free. <laughs> uh, well, and it's, it's, it's like five five pesos <laughs> if you have to pay, which is not very much anyway. No, it's true. And then there's Mac, uh, which I mentioned before, not McDonald's. Uh, it's the Museo de Arte Contemporario, the Museum of Modern Art. And most people go into the downstairs bit, which it opens off the square. Mm-hmm. But there's kind of a secret staircase um, around to the side. It looks like you're going to go into a restaurant, but instead you go up 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 the stairs and there's a larger space upstairs mm-hmm. um yeah constantly changing and lots of interesting stuff yeah there's, there's heaps to see we really enjoyed it and then um Pacha, which is not on the square it's a few blocks away but that was something we really enjoyed it's mm. this little tiny museum and you have to knock to gain entry and it's not particularly cheap it was a bit expensive but it was certainly an experience oh yeah um, and mainly because of the the owner, who's the kind of owner archaeologist curator. Yes. Um, and she was fantastic. And then the guy that uh, was kind of guiding us around, who's, I guess, the, the manager of the place, was just this high-energy, multilingual kind of ball of energy that yeah, he was uh, like the vice director or something yeah um it was he remembered everyone's names he asked you what your name was as you came in he asked you what your language was or he the, guessed it then used it non, non-stop for the next two hours yeah, <laughs> it was brilliant it was actually brilliant yeah and the but the exhibits there were amazing some of the mapuche jewelry um examples of textiles and weaving from all over the continent um just it was brilliant really the opening cool hours stuff. are a bit strange though so actually check out what they are so that's some of the, uh, or some of our personal highlights, I guess, of things to do in and around the main square in Salta and also out and about in different areas of the city. One thing we haven't mentioned, well, we kind of mentioned in passing, is Belcarce, which is a, a big street that, you know, just keeps running away from uh, Plaza Nueva de Julio. About, how long do you reckon? About a 20 minute walk, maybe? But a 20-minute walk up past Guemes and just keep going, um, you hit the railway lines, which uh-huh. is where the road breaks. And that area there, um, up near the railway lines, is full of bars and restaurants and nightclubs and everything like that. Oh, yeah, like and they that. do all the night shows. What are they called? They're kind of a... Oh, we went to a cultural night where they had examples of dancing from all of the, the local communities, like the German community and the, yeah, um, yeah. the that, Iranian that was, that was community and things thing. like that. But they have these shows every night, basically for tourists, and uh, they, they do examples of tangos and other dances. Oh, and yeah, yeah. You get your food and everything's included. And, yeah. you know, we never did yeah. one of those, but Stephanie Lee did when she was there and she really enjoyed it. 
Yeah, so um, yeah, if you just keep hitting up Balcase, you will uh, you will not run out of restaurants and nightclubs and bars to uh, to go and see. Um, just quickly on some practicalities before we close up, um, shall we talk about like public transport yeah. and getting around? Well, taxis in Salta are pretty cheap, and they're not known for ripping off tourists, so you can relax a little bit more than in other South American cities, especially if you're coming down from Bolivia or somewhere like that, where you really have to be on your guard. But I think the easiest way to get around in Salta is just by bus. They have a pretty good network, mm. and it's cheap. It's one, one peso 75. Unfortunately, the system requires you to pay for that in coins, and coins are notoriously hard to come by. So you need yes. to get a... a Cita card, so it's a, a plastic card, and you just enter it and it takes off. Yeah, you, 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 you just tag on. I don't think you have to tag off, eh? It's just mm, a, no, a one-click thing. It's a one-click thing and you get a ticket. But we found it quite strange because a lot of passengers, when we were tagging on, that offer us two pesos to tag them on as well. Yeah. Because they, um, they didn't have the pesos and coins. They had a two-peso note. So they couldn't use the note to pay for their journey, and they were happy to just waste the 25 Peso cents, yeah, uh, twenty five centavos, yeah. because you know it's nothing; it's not worth anything. Yeah, and so that sort of saved them the trouble of having to get a SATA card. Yeah, and that works in reverse as well. I mean, it, it is worth getting one of these cards and prepaying, but if you're stuck, just ask someone else who's getting on the bus if they'll tag you on. And even if you can't explain, you know, if your Spanish isn't good enough, if you Wave a two peso note at them and point at yeah, the. Like, thing. They'll, You'll be fine. they'll figure it out. Yeah. Um, you also have to tell the bus driver where you're going. Um, so when you board the bus, you tell the bus driver where you want to get off. He pushes some buttons and that allows you to uh, to tag on, mm-hmm. which took me a while to work out. I like kept on trying to tag on, going, "Why isn't the stupid machine working?" Yeah. And Same thing happened in Buenos Aires. Bus well. driver just magically decided where I was going because it doesn't <laughs> really matter because all of the all pricing was the same. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, there's also a tourist bus network. I think it costs 40 pesos or 50 pesos for a day pass. And it doesn't run on Mondays or rainy days or days after holidays. It's, it's, on the whole... It's really expensive. I wouldn't do it. And just don't do it. Just, yeah, the, just the, walk the, and use the local bus. Yeah. If you went to everywhere on the tourist bus loop, it goes to about 10 different places, I think, on the loop. So 1 peso 75 times 10 is about, say, 17, call it 20 pesos... Or to buy the, the buy the hop on hop off for the day, you're paying forty or fifty pesos. So yeah, and you know, it it just didn't work Wouldn't out bother. in my mind. Yeah, so it's there, but at the moment, not worth it. Another option is to get a car. So if you're planning on going out of the city, like we did, we went down to Capillate. Uh, four of us did a wine tasting tour down there. Um, if you're going to do that, then it might be worth getting a car a couple of days before you leave Salta and using that to get around. Yeah, the the central city, as we said, is really compact, um, but there's really cool stuff to do just outside. I mean, we haven't talked about the other stuff that Salt is known for, which is its adventure sports, um, kayaking, rafting, canyoning, climbing, all that kind of stuff in the desert just outside, um, just outside the city. And so, yeah, if you want to get out and, and do some of that stuff, do some day hikes uh, or, you know, just get out and, and drive around and see the beautiful countryside around it mm-hmm. well worth it definitely worth having a car when you're parking in the city you'll probably not have any problems finding a park there's usually quite a lot of parks around mm. um but when you park you might be directed into a park by a parking warden wearing a high-vis vest and they'll charge you two to five pesos for the convenience yeah, which is not very much 
Yeah, it's kind of a weird... I was wondering if we were getting ripped off at one point, but no, that's how they do it. Instead of having machines which you feed money into to get a parking ticket, they actually have people wandering around charging you money directly. So so don't freak out if you park your car and someone comes up and wants uh, a few pesos off you. Yeah, it's just normal. Great. Well, that is uh, Salter in a nutshell, but we do have heaps more information and detail on site at IndieTravelPodcast.com. So come check out the South America, Argentina, and Salter sections. Yeah, and while you're there, make sure to join the forums. Uh, get your free community account at IndieTravelPodcast.com slash forums. Join the conversation over there. And remember, you can help the Indie Travel Podcast stay traveling by booking through us. So please visit IndieTravelPodcast.com slash flights slash hostels slash tours and slash insurance when you're booking your travel online. There's travel deals updating every day at IndieTravelPodcast.com slash deals as well. And of course, IndieTravelPodcast.com slash books. There are lots of books. Surprisingly, <laughs> you should look at them and buy some. Brilliant. Well, for some non-monetary ways of helping us out, please tell your friends about Indie Travel Podcast. Invite them to our Facebook page at facebook.com slash Indie Travel or leave a five-star review for us on iTunes. Uh, we've also got a SoundCloud account now. So Ooh. if you're on SoundCloud and finding new music and new sounds, then, uh, yeah, come and join us there. Well, that's us for this week. Until next week, travel well. <laughs>